0: Blog Talk Radio. Good. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of Down to Earth. This is a show in which we talk about the issues that matter. And today I want to do a follow-up on a story we did a couple of days ago in which we talked about the adult website, Pornhub. And today we're going to do a follow-up where Visa and MasterCard, the credit card companies, are now cutting financial ties to the company that owns Pornhub. makes you kind of wonder why are they doing that now when they've been doing business with them for some time. But according to Pornhub, And according to Visa and MasterCard, based on the New York Times story that we talked about a couple days ago, that story has prompted Visa and MasterCard to re-examine their business protocols and to ensure that they're compliant, any company, any merchant they do business with is compliant with all applicable federal laws. And you and I are kind of sitting here like, seriously? Are you seriously telling me that? why you just suddenly found out that Pornhub is a distributor of adult content and that it actually has more than 7 million videos on that site. And some of them depict sexual violence, non-consensual sexual violence, and videos that contain rapes of little girls. And there was a story of a little boy as well. So you seriously are just telling me you just woke up. To realize that no, it sounds to me like you're doing business with whomever does business. And as a merchant, we all know how that operates. Your bank is the processing. There's usually an offshoring, you know, a, a, an intermediary between yourself and the bank. So you apply to the bank, that you tell your bank you want to accept payments. So they provide you with equipment, but you sign an agreement with a third party agency. According to Visa and MasterCard, they're not always aware of the policing methodologies of these third-party agencies. And I'm sitting here like, seriously? I'm looking at you like, seriously? I don't think so. (laughs) I think what your real issue is that you got caught, and now you realize all the millions of dollars that you have collected, you suddenly realize you suddenly have developed a morality streak, and you've suddenly developed a sort of uh, 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 you want to come clean to the public. Hell to the no. Go sit yourselves down. This site has been collecting money in the name of women who have been sexually assaulted and trafficked for years. There are stories on there of a young woman from China who is a Chinese native who was adopted by an American family, and she has been trafficked. She was trafficked from she was nine. The adoptive family, in, in other words, the family who adopted her, the adoptive family forced her to make sexual videos that they uploaded to Pornhub. She was nine years old. She's now 23. That's how long Visa and MasterCard have been collecting money from Pornhub. And it makes you wonder, how pervasive is this? Are there other websites that provide and distribute adult content, adult digital content, that Visa and MasterCard have, have profited from? The answers are resounding yes. When I read the complete article, American Express says their cards are blocked from being used on on sites that contain uh, adult material, and uh, PayPal also says they severed ties with Pornhub when it came to their attention what um, uh, nefarious videos they were producing. So it makes you wonder. You know, morality I've discovered is 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 sort of a two-edged sword. Uh, people want to say that they're moral characters and that they're moral people and people of sound moral content. But these are the same people who are having sex with manners. These are the same people who cheat in elections. These are the same people who are so power hungry. They want power by any means necessary. And sometimes they go to great lengths to make sure they carry out their power schemes because power is the ultimate drug. So I don't know that I'm going to uh, borrow uh, any of any of those uh, sites because I don't know if I'm going to cling to their morality because it doesn't make sense. See what I mean? It really does not make sense at all. And it's not just that it doesn't make sense. It's, it's disproportionate to the survivors, to the people who have had to uh, survive. To so the people who have had to endure the trafficking and endure watching themselves on video time after time after time, those people are the ones who are being hurt and traumatized all over again. I read a story of a young woman who was, who's, uh, consented to do a video at 14 with a boy who's, who was our classmate. Now, as far as I'm concerned, At 14, is not the age of consent in most states, especially in California. So the boy was eventually dropped from school. That's as much punitive uh, uh, actions as he got. Her life was traumatized forever because he shared the video so many times. It ended up on a website, on, on Pornhub. It ended up in somebody's hands who distributed it on Pornhub. That same young woman is now homeless, so severely traumatized. She took drugs. She uh, became unable to maintain a regular way of life due to the trauma of seeing herself and having no control over it. This is the thing with these sites that get to me is that I, the person who is depicted in the video, I have no agency or autonomy over how my body is depicted and seen. I cannot get them to pull the video down. Most people say that if they pull it down, it shows up somewhere else. It shows up somewhere else. Some of these girls have gone broke hiring lawyers. One young woman in the story uh, was 20 years old and a college athlete, went to what she thought was a modeling gig, ended up performing in a sex scene to make money. You know how that can be. You know, everybody's been to college, so you know how trying that is. And here she is, found herself in a Pornhub video. And they wouldn't take it down. She killed herself. As far as I'm concerned, Visa and MasterCard have been complicit in, this, in, this, in the flesh business. And they have been complicit in providing and accepting money and accepting payments from people who participate in this activity. You, let, let's be clear. Every kind of sexual activity you can think of, there is a fetish for it. There is an app for that. You can download people who know these things and who are into these things. They can download an app. The services are prepaid. The services are paid for using Visa and MasterCard, most likely. These things have been going on for some time. So Visa and MasterCard pulling this. I don't know if I'm going to tell them thanks. I think they're, they're, I think they're nefarious and they are in the business of making money at whatever cost. And this is the continued promulgation of women at the, it's sort of like perpetuating the sexual assault. It's over and over again. The long-term consequences and ramifications of seeing your body depicted, demoralized and dehumanized over and over is something that is a striking contributing factor to a lot of people enduring mental health issues post Uh, the event. And companies like Visa and MasterCard should be held accountable because they are in the business of accepting payments. They accept payments in strip clubs. They accept payments when a, a, a game is in town and human trafficking is at its highest. People are not always paying cash. People pay for it through an app or they go on a website and State what they want. I want somebody who is 17 but looks 14, or I want somebody who is 19 but looks like 14. In other words, send me a 14-year-old is what they're saying. And they pay for these services in advance. They pay for these services in strip clubs and bars. Everybody knows the girls who are dancing in a strip club are rarely under 20, are rarely over 20, rather. They're typically over, age who are dressed up to look like they're older. Everyone knows that. Visa and MasterCard are proficient at accepting payments for this. Over and over and over again, the continued abuse of women who have been assaulted and who have been sexually violated and the continued abuse of girls who have been raped and sexually violated go on and on as people profit from it. This is why sometimes I feel like we as women don't have any power. It's almost as if we have no control over how our bodies are viewed or how our lives are depicted. You're you, you in a relationship with someone and they ask for pictures. No, women need to start uploading dick pics. Just like men upload pictures of you when they want you and you want them and you think that, okay, I'm sending a picture. It's time for women to start uploading dick pics attached to their faces. Because men sometimes, whether it's in revenge porn or just simply to make money, they traffic your pictures and traffic what your body looks like. We have no control over how our bodies are distributed. It's up to the viewer. And for the life of me, I am still nonplussed at the very thought that there are people who like watching women getting raped and watching girls getting raped. Some of these videos are uploaded from places like China and other places where poverty is at the extreme. And the trafficking in sex is what pays for people's livelihoods in those situations. And you wonder sometimes why there are such punitive public policies that continue to make people broke and continue to disenfranchise people. It's because powerful people want to have access to children's bodies. And the more powerless you are, the more disenfranchised you are, is the more they have access to you, the more economically vulnerable you are, is the more they have access to you, is the more desperate you will think that you have to be that you put up a page on OnlyFans or on Pornhub. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, public policy, and, I, and I'm seeing a disturbing trend in the United States. I, I, I'm beginning to think we're not far as a republic from fascism, we're not far as a republic from blaming a group of minorities for the problems, the economic problems that prevail. And it's because a group of powerful people want continued power. They're so power hungry. You remember George Orwell said in his book, 1984, that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. That is a statement that is raining and running through my mind in these last several months. People Who have power do not want to lose it. They want to always be seen on TV. They want to always be seen as the ones who are at shows and who are at events. They want to always be seen next to other powerful people. They want their egos demand that people see them as the ultimate power, that they have power and control. And so they do anything. They have no moral character, no moral compass, Nothing to guide them to say there is a point at which you stop. And so they want to live in a society where there are no controls or where the laws don't apply to them. Just like Nazi Germany and just like other dictatorships where corrupt autocrats own and control every kind of media and own and control the social mores of the society. That's where we're headed as a country. Pretty soon, we're not going to have as much autonomy. They're going to rip up the Constitution and tell us we don't have any rights. And if you don't have money, you don't have rights. They're bringing it, slowly but surely, because they have looked at how other countries operate, and they have determined that America is too free. Let me tell you how I know this. Several years ago, back in 2006, it's now 2020, so this is 14 years ago, I was sitting with a group of people, and they worked for one of the largest automakers in the world. This was prior to the 2008 crash. And they were telling us, telling me and others who were there. They were, we were at a baby shower or something like that. And they, were, they told us, these are people, that, they weren't even the real power in the organization. They were like vice presidents. So it's not like they were the presidents or shareholders or so on. But they knew about the plans that were afoot. And what they said was that here in the United States, there are too many controls. There are too many laws. So a lot of the men who were vice presidents in those organizations, because of their jobs, they traveled extensively. So some of them had homes in China and in Madagascar and other places where they lived, and they chose those locations and Singapore because they could do whatever they wanted. By the time they have a home over there, they have a wife back here in the States, right? But divorcing her is going to be what? Too expensive. So because of the laws here, that's what they were complaining about, that the laws inhibit what they want to do. So while they're over there in these other locations, they have what is called sex with other people. Are you hearing me? They have sex with other people. They're having sex with young girls. They have young girls living with them. They can do whatever they want to do because they're American businessmen with money, so it gives them power and affluence and influence in those locations, especially where people are very poor. That was in 2006. Two years, They said the auto industry is going to crash, and when it crashes, it's going to rewrite and rewire the way the economy is. <clears throat> And that is exactly what happened in Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, and Pennsylvania. Once the auto industry crashed, it changed the way of life. It's never, it hasn't been the same. It hasn't come back. It's not the same. Money is not flowing through the streets as it used to. After the auto industry crashed, the blight set in in Detroit, extreme poverty began prevailing. It's worse now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And this is designed specifically. Because powerful men and powerful women want to do what they want to do. They do not like laws. For instance, they were telling me that some of the laws that are here prevent them from making certain kinds of investments into certain kind of vehicles that they want to use. There are too many laws that control how the environment is governed. You can't have emissions. You can't have emissions. You have to build cars with these kind of specifications. Whereas in some other countries, they're just so welcome for the investment, that they will take it. I am afraid that that's where we are headed. And when you look at it, if, if these trends continue, it's only a matter of time before we end up in a situation like the Hunger Games. See, the Hunger Games movie, they just focused on lack of economic opportunity. But it doesn't take a genius or a rocket scientist to realize that what happens outside of people groveling for food is that the powerful have access to your bodies? That's the underbelly of autocratic leadership anywhere in the world that nobody ever wants to talk about. And these are the things that we have to be mindful of. These are the things that we have to be careful of, that these things do not continue to happen to the detriment of our society and our civilization. America, as somebody said on Twitter yesterday, America was a city on a hill. That was the shining beacon to the world that, you know, even if you're born in adverse situations, you could make it. It was also a shining beacon to the world in terms of power and in terms of how politics is handled and how democracy is handled. We overturned that. We know that this underbelly, and don't go after me. Don't come after me and talk to me about uh, Playboy. Hugh Hefner ran an empire that was based on consensual adult sex. These folks are using children, and it seems to me that we have become more rabid, and we've become more naked in the kinds of sexual activity that people are pursuing. So people want what they want, and they're like, I don't believe that I have to travel. Anywhere else to get it. I can get it right here. So why don't I go www.pornhub.com? Matter of fact, they have an app. Let me download the app onto my phone. I can view it if I want to. And if I want to order it, I can order it. I can just go find somebody who pervades that kind of activity that will satisfy what I want. We're fast becoming a lawless society. And we have these corporations who sponsor and who have huge lobbyists in the corridors of power, in in Washington, right? And they lobby uh, politicians who are just as corrupt. The problem we're having is that everybody is corrupt. The CEO is corrupt, and so is the politician. And it's structured in such a way now that if you want to be in business, you have to start acting corruptly. You have this fantastic dream. You're going to do this, do that, and it sounds all good, yada, yada, yada. It sounds good, really. But you won't be able to practice business the way you envision it. Because in order for you to be successful, you have to do some stuff. You have to come, you have to acquiesce to what they do. Otherwise, you'll be out of business. That's how the society is structured. That's where we're going. It's a rapid decline into nothingness. I'm afraid I don't even know if my children and my children's children will get to live in a free society the America that I knew of. I don't think that that's going to happen because it is, if you, it's, it's going to fast become a society of the dispossessed and the possessed. It's going to be a society of the franchised and the disenfranchised. It's going to be a society of the haves and the have not. That's where it is headed because the continued proliferation of pornographic content tells me that there is more than a market that it tells me that it's not your ordinary Joe who is earning $15 an hour, who is paying for porn. It's not him. It's someone who has the means and the motivation to do it. It's someone who has the affluence and he has the affluence. He has the affluence to do it so much so that even though he's married, his wife will not see it on the credit card statement. He probably uses a different credit card that does not go to his home address that goes to another address and he uses that to continue to buy porn on the internet. We're so, we, we, we we saw this coming like a train. It was like a train, you know, like you're standing on the train tracks and see it coming. We saw this coming. We just stood there and watched as the train just kept coming and coming and coming. We never did anything about containing it. And yet here we are. And I, for one, I have just about totally, I am so totally disgusted. I'm so totally with, with, with filled with total, total uh, uh, angst. And I, I simply cannot measure how important this is. And you and I go to bed at and, and and we don't think because we're tired. We don't have time to think because we're constantly stressed constantly worried about paying the bills, so we don't have the luxury of thinking. But when you do have a minute, I want you to sit back and think, why are there so many plagues, why are so many things going wrong, and why the most powerful nation in the world right now is under a siege from a plague that we can't wrap our minds around or can't contain? Why are we pushing vaccines on people? that have not done extensive clinical trials that have lasted years. So you can see the adverse effects. They're not telling you what the adverse effects of this vaccine are. They're just telling you the pandemic is worse and worse. And the only way to control it is to take a vaccine. But where are the adverse effects of the vaccine? You see what I'm saying? They want a perfect world with perfect people. They want a perfect world where they can have sex to watching a nine-year-old girl be choked and raped. They want to have a world where 13-year-old girls are being molested. It's pedophilia that Pornhub traffics in. It's pedophilia. It's sexual trafficking of children. And for the life of me, I don't know why the feds are sitting back. This is why I tell you the whole society has gone to shit. The whole society has gone to shock. Why? Because who is policing who? Where is the FBI to investigate Pornhub? Why has the FBI never investigated Pornhub? All these videos that people are complaining about that have been uploaded of themselves, where's the the FBI on that? But they're ready to show up at people's houses, though. They're ready to go lock down some guy or some girl doing stuff, but you won't go after the big company. Because the powerful people who control the FBI who control government agencies, tell them back off. Powerful people who control the Department of Justice, tell them to back off. That's what has happened. And frankly, Pornhub is owned by a company named MindGeek. MindGeek is a Montreal company, a Montreal, Canada-based company. And, you know, we we, we used to like the prime minister of Montreal. He He claims he's a feminist and he believes in women's rights. But right under your nose, brother, Here's uh, MindGeek Pornhub. The company that owns MindGeek has over 10 other sites that they provide digital adult content through. Over 10 other sites. They literally control the trafficking of sex on the Internet. They have a huge headquarters in Montreal, Canada. But the Prime Minister of Canada says he is a feminist says he believes in the rights of women. So the rights of women, there, there's a common theme I've noticed on these uh, sites, but let me get back to the rights of women. People like to say the rights of women so they can get women voters, so they can get, enjoy support. But when it comes right down to the nitty gritty, there, there's no such thing as the rights of women. Do we really have rights? If we had rights, then if somebody, an ex-boyfriend, decides to upload images of me to Pornhub, I should be able to, it simply should be a matter of me calling Pornhub and taking it down. It shouldn't be this convoluted process of, oh, well, it was uploaded by someone and they have ownership of it and they demonstrated ownership. How are they going to demonstrate ownership of my body? So where are my rights if I really had rights? How can you upload a picture of me without my consent? And when I ask you to take it down, you tell me that the person who uploaded the picture is the one who owns the content? Are you kidding me? So you own my body? Why does, if that were happening with men, you know what would have happened? The situation would have been reversed because men would have said something and everybody, men respect men. Men don't respect women. Men don't appreciate women. Oh, we just make a lot of noise because, frankly, men believe that all women should be grabbed by the pee and that they should have access to women's bodies. That's how that works. So we don't have rights as women. Girls don't have rights. So you have a teenage child in your home, whether she's your niece, your friend, your neighbor's friend, your daughter, your grandchild, watch over them. Talk to them confront them and ask them hard questions who are you hanging out with are you taking pictures of yourself and texting it to others don't do it cuz it's pornography as defined by law that's the transmission of sexual content you can also tell them that somebody will upload your picture when you get mad, when they get mad with you and you will never be able to take it down confront your children tell them all is not right you know, we, we, tend, we want our children to think that we grew up in a society that uh, provides opportunities for everyone. That's not true. When they get to a certain age, you start leveling, telling them how level the playing field is. Because they will observe by the time they're 10 that something is wrong. Don't try to color code it. Don't tell them Santa Claus is coming to town. Tell them Santa Claus is a man with a big stick who will lock you up in jail and who will upload content of you to Pornhub. And that Visa and MasterCard will gladly accept his payment so they can view your little young body. And 20 years from now, when you want to get married, you are embarrassed because all your husband's friends or potential husband's friends can see your naked videos of you when you were 13 and wonder what kind of person were you so they don't want to marry you. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a conundrum. The problem with Visa and MasterCard is a moral one. The problem is that they're not enough We don't have enough morals in the society to combat that. That's the problem. We don't have enough of a morality compass to do that. That left with the 1980s, the 1970s, the 1960s. That left. It's no longer prudent and it's no longer seen as a desirable trait for you to be considered a moral upstanding citizen. People play one game in public and another game in private. People say that they're going to not attack the election publicly, and then they go back to Michigan, they go back to Lansing, and say, well, we're going to have to roll out and bring Rudy Giuliani in. That became a super spreader event, and let Rudy Giuliani tell all manner of lies. It has become complicit to lie. Well, if you can lie about something as public as that, where no laws were broken, where nothing fraudulent took place, what else are you lying about? What else is there for you to hide? I have found that people are so consumed with power that once upon a time there was such a thing as balance. You know, you you have power, but, you know, you have balanced the life. So your center of pleasure was derived from your other lifetime activities, whether you played sports or whether you participated in social clubs. Since all of that disappeared, you notice things like the Rotary, the Lions Club, and so those things are not proliferous anymore. People don't have those ideas of giving back to the community. If they are, it's what's in it for me. They're using it as a front for something else, for the distribution of something else. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, So when those things disappear, then all morality simply disappears. And it's been going and going and going ever since. Now that we've come to this point, then you have to ask yourself, what gives? What else is going on? Well, if this is just now coming to light, I mean, I used to wonder about Pornhub. I never knew about it. I heard my children talk about it because young people know everything. I've heard them talk about OnlyFans. They had to, you know, give me an explanation of what OnlyFans is. (laughs) And so I was a little taken aback. I'm like, Pornhub is a real thing? Like, it's a real place? It's a real uh, site that you go to? I couldn't believe it. Not that I'm naive to think that these sites don't exist, but what I couldn't understand is that regular people could upload videos. I thought it was like a regular porno, you know, pornographic scene where the people who make movies, they put it online for people to view, uh, whatever. I had no idea that a regular user could upload videos. Talk about revenge porn. What if you and this guy were so in love you thought you'd never break up, and then he bro- you broke up with him for some reason, and he decides that, you know something? Uh, since you broke up with me, I have all the videos. I'm good. This happens to women a lot. Revenge porn. I did a show on it some years ago. Well, Pornhub is no different. That's exactly what it is. It's just on a massive scale. All these people who are on there are people who had sex and somebody upload the videos, often without their consent. A lot of these folks were trafficked. That means that people use their bodies without their consent, and they're still up there. And it makes you wonder, this is happening in plain sight, plain sight, right before the regulatory authorities. Are you hearing me? They knew about Pornhub. How come they didn't slap a cease and desist order? Hello? They knew about, the authorities know about Pornhub. They know that they know that it exists. How come they have not slapped a cease and desist order? Because somebody getting paid off to shut the hell up. Because it's all about the power and the money, and people just turn a blind eye. It's not my kid that it's happening to, so I don't care. Whatever, I'll take the payoff and shut my mouth up. I kid you not, friends. It's it's unreal. The kinds of stuff that we are seeing every day. I I am... Sometimes you say, well, I'm going to take a stand and I'm not going to support this organization. And there comes another one. They do all this stuff, just the same. We've got to realize that the underpinning of our society, the middle class, it has been ripped out from under us. You see this pandemic? This pandemic brought out how inequitable situations are. Look at it this way. The people all around Trump got the coronavirus and have survived they got access to the best medical care possible. But regular people out here in the streets who got the coronavirus are six feet six and under. That's how inequitable our society has become and it's tearing us right in the face. People are out here starving and dying and losing their homes and losing their businesses and the Republicans in Congress are refusing to sign a deal to give people a stimulus check. but. They're giving, they're increasing the military budget. Listen to that. (laughs) They're increasing the spending on everything else, but giving people a stimulus check so that people can live. Tells you where their concern is. It's not with the people. They want to undermine the people and bring the people to a powerless state so that they have control over you. So when you have nowhere to live, you can't vote. You have no voice. When you are wandering from place to place, you eventually die. So you don't count. And you know what? We sat back and let this happen. Because it was happening right under our nose. And some of us were talking and nobody was listening. We lived, we wanted to live in a world euphemistically and ethereal that did not exist, that has not existed for a while. It was staring us in the face. The wake up call should have been the auto industry crash the industry crash of 2008. That should have been our wake-up call. That should have been the moment where we recognized that things have gone so far south, it cannot come back. Instead, we sat back and wished upon a star. Maybe we were traumatized. It never returned. People became vulnerable and economically desperate and were willing to do anything to just be able to get a meal. It's that desperation that powerful people act on. They wait until you become so desperate that you will do anything that they demand and anything that they say. Oftentimes that includes compromise, compromising your values if you still have any because according to rich people, only poor people have values. Rich people don't have values. Rich people don't have qualms. They don't have a moral compass. They do anything for money, whatever it takes people often say, well, uh, you know, I've often wondered about rich preachers and so on. I'm using them as an example. Well, once they get rich, they got rich because they would do anything to make money. Once they got rich, all bets were off. They're going to stay rich. And how they're going to do that is they're going to tell you whatever is fluent, whatever is consistent with what they want you to believe whatever is expedient at the moment, that's what they're going to tell you. Well, it's the same thing with politicians. It's the same thing with captains of industry. It's the same thing with your local political leaders. They tell you whatever is expedient to continue to earn your vote until it gets to the stage where your vote doesn't count, until it gets to the stage where you're so broken that you no longer participate in the conversations that are meaningful to life. Then they get together and they say, well, we have rendered one-third of the population ineffective, they'll never work, they'll never do this. Now we have them really under control. We can control the rest. They control the rest of us through messaging. They control us by appearing and by appearances and gradually eroding the controls that normally would exist for us to have a better life. Make no mistake about it, our quality of life is gone. When companies like Pornhub are allowed to promote and provide the material that they do without being investigated or without being slapped silly with seize and desist orders that tell you we as a society have completely gone amok. Don't tell me that the FBI is so busy that this is not something they're participating in. No, this is something that they are aware of, but probably were told to seize and desist. They're aware that people on that site were being trafficked, that children and girls were being trafficked. One woman found her 15-year-old daughter who had been missing in Florida. She found her on Pornhub. If you can stomach it, half the kids who are missing in the United States are on a sexual site somewhere. Let me ask you this question. Who do you think is having sex with these people? Who do you think is having sex with these children? Do you think it's Joe Blow who can't afford to even pay light bill? You think Joblo who can't afford to pay like bill, is doing it? No, it's the people who splash down that Visa MasterCard right there. They're the ones who have the money and they're the ones who go to their political leaders and say, you know, I go to this club down on the corner and they want to shut it down. They're also the ones who own those clubs. They're also the ones who profit from the sale of human flesh see how wide trafficking is. This is just one part of it. This is something that we need to pay attention to. This is something, it's not just an American conundrum, it's a worldwide problem where people who are economically vulnerable are and are desperate, are being used and abused to satisfy and satiate the nefarious desires of people who should not be seated in positions of power. That is something that we need to stop. That is something that we need to focus on. And that, my friends, is as down to earth as I can get. My name is Harriet Kamek. Please go to my website, HarrietKamek.com. It's giving season. Please go to TheExodusFoundation.com, TheExodusFoundation.com, and make a donation to our activities. You will find that The Exodus Foundation is affiliated with me, Harriet Kamek. We provide services to victims of human trafficking. Go there, make a donation to help us continue to provide these services. You can also find my podcast on other pages as well. It's available on Apple, Google, as well as iHeart, Spotify, and various other podcast platforms. Thank you so much, everybody. Today is Thursday. Make it a great one. And sure, for the love of God, for down-to-earth's sake, let's get rid of Pornhub. Thanks so much, everybody. Be blessed.